Hello friends and welcome back to another episode of Soul Care Sunday here on the Ray of Light TV podcast. For those of you who do not know or if it is your very first time here, Ray of Light TV podcast is a space that promotes collective healing through transparent conversations and a deep devotion to the best possible versions of yourself. This is a space where we promote education, inspiration, and motivation through sharing our deepest testimonies and convictions. This is also a space where faith and everyday life's journey meet. I thank you so very much for being here, and I encourage you to sit back, relax, and enjoy this season of the Ray of Light TV podcast. Hey, Dr. Ashley. Hi. <laughs> okay, I have some questions for you. I know a lot of people have other questions too. So I want to just jump right into it and then you just answer them as best as you can. Absolutely. So the first question I want to ask, you told us a little bit about your journey in healthcare, but I really want to know what was your like what and why moment? When did you know I have to become a doctor? Like this is something that I've been called to do. I'm passionate about. Like how did that happen for you? So I actually, um, great question. Um, I wanted to be a pharmacist first. Um, okay. And then we like shadowed pharmacists, spoke to some pharmacists, and there wasn't as much um, patient interaction as I wanted. There is patient interaction in pharmacy. Don't be discouraged if you want to do pharmacy. Um, it's just not as much as I wanted. And so I decided that being a doctor, in some ways, it's similar to a pharmacist, right? Um, but there is definitely more patient interaction, more um, discussions with patients. And so that's what ultimately led me to say I have to do medicine. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did shadowing as well um, with my local pediatrician. And that's when I knew. Really? So shadowing definitely helped you to learn. Definitely. Because I know right now like i'm in i'm in my third year of undergrad and so i've really been doing the whole big debate the pa versus md route and so shadowing i've shadowed a doctor and i've shadowed a pa and i feel like both are important but i just i still i'm still waiting for my moment where i'm like this is what i have to do so i'm glad you had your moment i would say um i'm like someone who believes in god pray about it It yeah crystal clear if you ask God to specifically say, uh, reveal to me which direction I should go, uh, I will say people always say, you know, why one over the other? And I think um, there's a lot of factors that go in, including less training for the PA route, um, and you can switch your specialty, but also as a doctor, you're like the leader of the team, Um And you really, really specialize in what you decide to do once you do your residency. Um, And and there's only, there's certain jobs that you can only do as a doctor. Um, PAs uh, are wonderful and amazing, but that is kind of like the difference. Um, Yeah. 
I think, and I think your journey is especially unique because most people on like the pre-med MD track are like, I've known I wanted to be a doctor since I was four. I came out the womb knowing that I wanted to practice medicine. <laughs> and I, you were like. Everything else. I wanted to be an architect. I wanted to be a biologist. So they're all like STEAM um, jobs, but medicine, I didn't even come to a pharmacist until maybe high school. And, and I think that was a little bit of like, everyone else was like, I'm going to be a doctor. And I was like, well, you know, what, what could I do? What, what? And um, I kind of came up with pharmacists and then ended up in medicine. So be open-minded. Yeah. When listening, because I was all over the place. <laughs> Did you grow up with any like healthcare professionals in your family? No. So I'm the first doctor in my period. Wow. Third cousin, we've kind of gone through it, and there's no other doctors in the family. So, you know, I actually, um, it's not like I took a different path. Um, mm -hmm. It just come from a family who my dad was the first person to finish four-year college on his side um, of the family, like the immediate family. Uh, my mom, she came from a family that was um, of educators, um, and so combined together um mm -hmm. we just uh the history of black people in this country um, we know that education access is something that has long um not been available to all um but has changed over the last generations and so i'm the generation who who, who kind of broke that mold for my family and now anyone who comes after me will have um, advice for me and support from everyone else because they all kind of know what it takes now they're going right. to be uh, weddings and missing, you know, important family things, but ultimately um, be able to achieve their dreams um, if someone else decides to be a doctor. So Absolutely. it's like a blessing, but I do think that people who have family members, like my mm -hmm. husband, all of his family is doctors. I do think that there's something special about that because there's a lot of unsaid in medicine that's why i have a podcast myself called real medicine with dr rocks to mm -hmm. help people understand some of the things that are unsaid um that they will encounter in medicine to help them understand more about the uh <laughs> ins and outs I, and i want to get into all that too but i'm glad you dropped your podcast i'm actually going to pin that in the chat but so your specialty is family medicine right right okay <laughs> So I know that a big thing you must work on, of course, being in family medicine, is preventative care. And so my question to you would be, um, what is what is a way that African-Americans specifically can practice like preventative medicine now so that we won't see so many chronic diseases that we have, like, you know, um, diabetes, health concerns? What are some of the things that we can practice now? Right. So I think a huge thing, especially as a family medicine doctor, is so many people do not have a primary care doctor. They can't say, this is my primary care doctor. This is who I go to when something's wrong. A lot of people end up, unfortunately, going to the emergency room, which is just not long-time um, preventative care. It's usually acute care. It's usually treating one ailment. Um, and you need someone who can, you can have conversations about, what it looks like for you in five years when you want to get pregnant or what it right. looks like um, 
when you might be struggling with weight gain or um, from the freshman 20, <laughs> more like the freshman 50 these days, um, or what it might look like when you're going through a hard time, depression, anxiety, uh, especially in this past pandemic. So um, having a prevention, um, I think it's very important. And that kind of starts with like a primary care doctor. This is where I think PAs come into the picture because I do think you can receive um, pre preventive medicine from a nurse practitioner, a PA, um, a primary care doctor, an internist, which is internal medicine. Um, it's more so just having a doctor that you call um, or um, provider that you call your medical professional. Um, really important. Um, that's number one, um, which means that you have to have access to insurance or pay for insurance. So that's a whole conversation that I don't want to get into. But just having insurance and a primary care doctor, I think um, something like 40% of people haven't seen a primary care doctor in the last like year or two. Wow. Huge um, in America that people you know, follow up with your primary care doctor if you do have one as well. Um, I think another thing that's um, important is what do, what we eat. I'm guilty of this as well, but it's all about balance. So my favorite, favorite, favorite restaurant, um, top three, <laughs> is Waffle House. Um, but I'm not eating Waffle House <laughs> every day, right? So um, it's all about um balance so i'm eating it like twice a month you know sometimes four times a month but on the other i'm eating pretty good and the reason why i say waffle house is because it's like waffles which is like carbs and you know bread and syrup and you know something that is not that great um right. but it's not like a four pound cheeseburger either it's like in the middle somewhere. Um, but it's something that people would say, oh, it's just Waffle House. You know, I eat it every, like, multiple times a week. But it actually, um, when you eat like that over and over and over again, you're putting um, your body more at risk for diabetes, prediabetes, obesity. Right. Um, those type of things that uh, we have to throw a salad in there sometimes. And, mm -hmm. you know, um, I know there's like a new um, like body positivity which I believe in 100% but more so of like it's um, not about the body and how the body looks and weight for me it's more so of what it means when you are eating things that we know are bad for you that's what it is. It's like the food that we're putting in. And unfortunately, some of those foods lead to weight gain. They lead to okay. um, obesity and things, and diabetes. Um, and so eating more greens, eating more fruits, staying well hydrated. That's another thing um, that could be preventative if you are someone who eats like a lot of salt. Um, yeah. The best way to dilute salt is with water. Water. Yeah. And, yeah. you know two kidneys and they'll flush it all right out uh, it's not the cure for high blood pressure but it's definitely something that can help people who want to be preventative for sure and so dr ross before i say my comment there is a question i want to ask so or there's someone posted in the chat it says what do you do when your pcp your primary care doctor will not refer you to a specialist so I think um, another thing that's really important for Black people is finding someone who listens to you. There is bias in medicine. Mm -hmm. um, 
feel like you're stuck. You can establish care with a new primary care doctor and someone who's going to hear you out. Um, I will say that sometimes I do encounter patients who I don't want to refer them to a specialist for multiple reasons. Maybe it might be for a copay when you believe that you can help them. Like sometimes I, the number one that I get is dermatology, which often has a high copay or does not accept copays and ensure that all oh, you have to pay cash. Mm-hmm. Um, when I could handle the dermatology, depending on what it is, the dermatology um, treatment plan. And so I don't feel like there's a reason to refer you out. But if we try a treatment plan and it doesn't work, then I do think that it would be appropriate to refer at that time, um, depending on what is going on. It's hard to give advice uh, about specific ailments, but that's like the big one, Um, Mm -hmm. as well as you shouldn't feel stuck with a doctor that you don't think is listening to you. That's what I'm gathering from your question. So I would establish care with a new doctor. Um, hopefully you have access to another doctor in your area. Um, and if not, um, there's so many different search engines these days about who's taking insurance. You know, slowly just transition. Start now, right? So you found, you know that this doctor is not listening and will not refer you to a specialist. So get an appointment, and maybe appointments are two months out, but that's fine. Right. And the track to change. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you notice yourself, because I know that you're a doctor who is in Atlanta, Georgia. Do you feel like you notice a certain demographic coming in more and more in family medicine, or is it kind of everyone? So in residency, uh, I would say that is basically a lot of black patients for me and um because where i went to residency that's kind of the mission is to help underserved is to help um people who live in the west end um mm-hmm. and people who live in the west end of atlanta are black but i do have patients of all backgrounds um middle eastern caucasian asian uh i've seen them all um, it's just that mostly in the West End, the residents there are um, Black. Um, and so they actually are the people who make up our clinic. But it's different across um, Georgia and the South because um, of the what the statistics show us that, unfortunately, just uh, Black patients are not as likely for multiple reasons to have a primary care doctor. And that's what I'm trying to change. Yeah. Why Why do you think it's so hard for us to have primary care? Is it we're just being hard headed? Like, what is it? And um, I feel like a lot of people say like hard headed or, you know, reluctant or but I think there's real fear in the black community. And it's two things. I was a medical anthropology major in college. And so it's like the study of culture. Why do we do what we do? Um, a lot of people, they haven't seen their parents go to the doctor. How many people can say that their father, they saw growing up, they saw them going to the doctor often. A lot of times, the best time for um, a black patient in some ways to access care is when they're a kid because they're going all the time to the pediatrician. They're going all the time for sports checkups. Then they kind of get like, a, not lost to the system, but we don't see them as often. And then we kind right. of when they're older. Um, and so that, that time frame in between is the time frame that I'm hoping more people, even when you're healthy, you get a pre, pro, uh, primary care doctor because what you think is healthy might not be, you might have pre-diabetes, you might have 
um, which doesn't have many symptoms. You might have high blood pressure, which also um, is called the silent killer. Um, so I think it starts with like learned behavior. If you haven't seen your parents or even your aunties, uncles go to the doctor, I'm going to my checkup today. Um, where do you learn that behavior? Um, I think an another reason is just like systemic um, reasons, whether that be uh, less income overall across America because of lack of access to jobs, because of bias, because of the um, prison pipeline. There's just so many reasons, especially yeah. for those. Um, getting healthcare in prison is different than getting healthcare out of um, prison. So Absolutely. that's a huge factor that mm -hmm. you know maybe not everyone is thinking about when we see like oh black people um are less likely to have a primary care um doctor but things that really affect how people um have access in society right i want to ask you a little bit about representation as a black woman in your field so do you feel that when you began your medical journey at 19 i want to keep saying that because that's amazing did you feel like you had representation from your your attendings, your other resident or other, you know, people, other people in your class and then uh, your mentors? Did you feel like you had representation of other black women? Yes, I, I would say that I specifically chose places where there were black um, women specifically in leadership. Um, my mm -hmm. is black. PD is black. When I came, the assistant PD was a black woman, all black women. So those are the top three in our um, program. So, um, and it's for me about representation. Um, it's about knowing that they came before. Um, and and even like the their boss is um, a woman, um, the president at my residency. So um, black women um, being represented in places I go is very important. It's something that I do think about. Uh, I'm not big about like name. I'm mm -hmm. big about experience. I'm big about what I can learn there. Um, and so I have over time, even like in college, um, always tried to choose places where um, I had black professors in undergrad. I had um, black people who were doing great research around the country. Um, I have black doctors that I shadow all black. Well, that's not true. <laughs> um, out of three doctors I shadow, two of them were black women. Uh, mm -hmm. So it was very important for me, I think, to have that um, because I didn't have anyone else in my family, uh, woman, man, that was um, a doctor. Uh, but so just knowing that I could do it. Um, because a lot, a, you will face a lot of obstacles in medicine. And so it's, I hear that a lot. Just know that you can keep going, keep doing. Yes, it's very important. 